Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Cornwood Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my right-hand man, Mr. Kevin Langley. Folks, we are a, a week and two days away. Thank God. After the trade deadline last night, I was basically like, if football doesn't start soon, I swear to God, sports is going to get dark for me again. So, thank God. Well, we have a lot of football news. That's the best way to kick it off. Kevin, it was like the day of the running backs today. We had three guys that are, you know, one you think is a bust. I think just literally was in the worst system possible. Um, We have one that is regarded as a top five, top ten running back, no question, in the trade market, and we have another top 10 running back that just got paid. Uh, so we'll start with the one who got paid. Joe Mixon got offered a nice, healthy chunk extension. You got the numbers up? I'm trying to find it. One, no Four reason. years, 48 mil, I think. It's not bad for a second-round pick. No, and that kind of goes into the why I think Leonard Fournette's a bust. You can get a guy who, if you're going to blow money on a running back, which I still don't think you should do, you can get a good guy second, third. You can get a good undrafted guy like Philip Lindsay, and you don't need to spend a fourth overall pick on a running back. I agree with not drafting a running back high unless it's the – it better be Saquon Barkley or Zeke Elliott. I'm not drafting – it has to – because the thing with Fournette was there were already red flags in college that he was going to be – he should have been drafted in the teens. The issue is with Fournette – is that he he could not catch the ball. It wasn't like Saquon or Zeke, who were basically skilled receivers on top of skilled runners. So, like, my issue with Fournette is Fournette needs to be in a two-back system now. He can't be a feature back in today's NFL modern offenses. If he So, if he went with, like, a James White in New England or a Miles Sanders in Philadelphia, who are multi-talented backs— See, Sanders is more of a dominant, so they basically just use Fournette like a short-distance battering ram, which I'm totally fine with. But in New England, he'd be kind of like they like the run, the hand the ball off and get the yardage, then swing it out to White on the outside. I think he needs to be part of a feature back system. I'm not surprised he was cut yesterday or waived yesterday. I think he just wanted out of Jacksonville so bad. They tried to trade him. Nobody was willing to. Also, 
Jacksonville's front office needs to stop. Like when they made the Ngakwe trade last week, and it was for a second and a fifth to Minnesota, that should have told them right there: if we can't get what we want for Ngakwe, how the hell are we going to get it for what we want for Fournette, who's disgruntled? Like they should have just tried to get something in return instead of just waving, because now they're going to get nothing. And some team like Philly, New England, uh, L, um, I saw Rams possible today. I, I saw um, there was like five other teams that were definitely like good fits for. I mean, and you're, so they're talking about Riley Reef possibly going to, uh, to Philadelphia now. There's like the NFL season's heating up, and the crazy thing is we're nine days away from the season. So yeah, I mean. I think that he's – I don't think he's going to want to be a featured back, though, I, or he's not going to want to be in, like, a platoon back system because it, he's tweeted out before, like, oh, everyone likes bringing up 19 carries for 31 yards against Bama. I got drafted higher than all those guys. He still thinks he's the man. The thing is to me is that this might hopefully is a humbling experience for him because – I, I mean, like, I was trying to get – somebody was trying to talk to me the other day about Logan Ryan. The, I was the other signing. Like, oh, Logan Ryan's going to the Giants. The Eagles and the Cowboys better look at him. Like, bro, he's just going to get smoked by any receiver that runs over a 4-5. All right, Logan Ryan's always struggling at speed, guys, in his later years. And that's all that Dallas and Philly have now, except for uh, Whiteside and Jeffrey. Uh, but I just – I like – it's the same kind of principle. Like there's humbling, like these late free agent signings, there's big red flags with each one. Logan Ryan, he's an older cornerback. He's never been a bona fide number one by any stretch. You have Jadavian Clowney, thinks he's a featured defensive end. He's really a rotation guy because he takes plays off. And now you have Fournette, who's the newest addition to the list, um, a power runner with explosive speed but cannot catch the ball and needs to be platooned. Gets hurt. Yeah, now. Now, we're talking about him becoming a platoon. You know where he would actually go perfectly as the ground-and-pound guy with a receiving back or a shiftier guy behind him? Mm-hmm. New Orleans. Yeah. And but people now, saying they're to, Murray, they're now, they're about, now they're about to move their guy. Yeah, they should keep him and then say, hey, like, Leonard, your stock's kind of down. You want to come here cheap? You know, maybe try to win a, win a ring with a, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Like, we will try to get you a ring because we will have a more deadly ground game like they did with uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah. Apparently, they're so sold on Latavius Murray now, which which I'm still trying to get my head spun around correctly. Um, I guess we'll kind of lead in. I, my my best fit for him. I this is not fan bias at all. I, I like one of the best ones. I thought yes, Philly makes sense. He's going to a player friendly system, a lot of strong leaders, and basically he's sharing carries with Sanders, who's just basically Sanders is either explosion or gets stopped the line of scrimmage. But like I think honestly, Peterson's a genius. He'd find a way to get this guy going. Also, I think um I love I would love the thought of him in New England only because like big bruiser back. With James White, it makes so much sense. And then I could also throw in, um, I love him in San Di- in, in uh, L.A. Rams or Chargers because basically you're going to tell me Austin Eckler is going to get seven or eight touches, a, seven or eight touches a drive. I doubt it. He doesn't have the mileage on him. He doesn't have the mileage stop on him. So I, I mean, there's a lot of teams who need a good back right now. Washington, another one who like they just lost Darius guys for the season because he's an idiot. Um. 
<clears throat> I wouldn't say he's an idiot. I would say he's a horrible person. That too. Idiot, horrible person, scum, whatever you want to call him. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of – I think Fournette's going to get moved pretty quick. He's going to find a new home pretty quickly. Now, if he stays there, that's the kicker. But uh, last running back news. Um, what the hell is going on in New Orleans? Because I got this update literally while we're doing we're have we're talking in our execs chat and we're BSing about like ideas and stuff. And I get a text from I think it was you or might have been my buddy. It was like, oh, Camara, what the hell is going on in New Orleans? And I look it up and they're open to trading Alvin Camara. I'm sorry, did we just hit opposite day? Are we that sold on Mike Thomas being your best offensive weapon? Because <laughs> honestly, you know what gets me, you know what makes me go to sleep at night the night before we play this the uh the Saints? It's not Mike Thomas because we we you can shut him down with a good cornerback <laughs> and, and having a linebacker shade the middle of the field. You can you can coverage scheme. You can't cover you can't coverage scheme for Kamara. He's all over the damn field. If I am an NFC South team today, I am doing backflips seeing that headline because you just made New Orleans go from a Super Bowl contender to might not even sniff the division and might have to hope for a wild card without Kamara. Unless Latavius Murray has turned into the second coming of Earl Campbell, I don't see this working out well. I, 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 there's got to be something in the locker room that happened there, because there's no, there's no reason for this unless the contract negotiations gone went south. Alvin Kamara is also very confused what's going on. He he's come out his representatives come out and said we're not holding out. We've been in the building every day negotiating a contract. We have not asked for or demanded a trade. This is why I never liked and everyone always gets why I never have been a big fan of the New Orleans Saints organization. I mean, you know, you could say what you want about my hatred of them for uh 2018 whatever. I um their organization just has never made sense to me with how they go about things. I get like the, the, I think they've been still riding high on the whole Drew Brees, Reggie Bush year where they won the Super Bowl, And they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, we're good. And ever since then, yeah, you have Cameron Jordan. Great. You, you drafted some good defensive backs, but it's like your best offensive player is now sitting there in front of you. Um, I'm sorry. I know you're not Kev. I know you're not part of the pay running back platoon, but when it's a guy like Alvin Kamara who can be just as deadly outside the numbers, um, I will take that nose-ringed weirdo in Philly tomorrow, okay? Howie, throw him a first, throw him a second, because you put that man with – screw Fournette. Give me Kamara in the slot and it's like a weapon back with Wentz. God, that's terrifying. But here's the thing. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. Is he asking for like, like Todd Gurley money? What am I missing here? I don't know. I haven't seen what he's asking for. And I would like to put a clarify on this. I am not a pay running back crew member. I think if they're a downhill runner, Derrick Henry, I'm not paying him a lot of money. I love Derrick Henry. I'm not paying him what he wants. I, I think it's, the position's too volatile or too injury prone. Not injury prone, but they're, they break down more easily. There's one exception to that. I think if you are a running back who can catch passes – you have an additional skill set that the average running back doesn't. James White, I will gladly pay him a moderate amount of money over 30. Christian McCaffrey, I will pay you whatever you want, whenever you want it. And Alan Kamara, is, he's not as good as Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if he's as good of a pass catcher as James White. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a little biased, but also, I mean, 14 receptions well, in a Super that's Bowl. That's why but I'm, I'm big on, my, on the boy you drafted in the second round, Miles Sanders. Same kind of – he's a receive, he's a explosive back with a receiving threat. He, had the, he was the best downfield receiver for Philly last year. So it's the same kind of thing. Receiving ba- – I'm, 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 I'm piggybacking on your topic. Receiving backs give you another added weapon, especially in today's passing attack where they're dropping four or five defensive backs on the field every time, and nobody's quick enough to cover running backs out of the backfield. And it's also, though, like Leonard Fournette, let's say you sign him. He's on the field. He's getting hit every time running downfield because he can't catch a ball. Alvin Kamara, he's going to drop out as a pass catcher. Maybe he'll get out of bounds or you still make the defense play true to the pass. Yeah. So basically with a guy like Fournette, you have to have him on a pitch count. You you can't – he can't just – you can't – it's not like the days of Larry Johnson and Priest Holmes – where you basically in Ladane Thomas, are you basically all right here? We're gonna have you run downhill six times on a drive, and you don't you'll just pump some morphine in you later. It, it that those days are gone. Also, because the def- defenses today are faster, they're quicker. You're not gonna get these breakaway one, runs like you used to. Everything's more spread out now, and I feel like Fournette is the la is maybe like Derrick Henry is still quick enough on his feet where I could where he can still take the ball out of shotgun. With Fournette, I'm not even sure he can do that. No, and I think Henry's a better pass catcher than Fournette, but Henry's not a good pass catcher. Henry is a solid C plus pass catcher. Yeah, for for a downhill runner, you do you take it because it can kind of make the defense play the pass. It's the size of a tight end. It's really not that hard to hit him in the flat. <laughs> no, I also love Derrick Henry, so I'll probably give him the benefit of the doubt more often than not. And uh, one last point on Leonard Fournette. 19 carries for 31 yards. Nice job, bud. Yeah, I mean, I still liked him better than Darius. Guys came out of college, so. Um, and you were right. I still like them both better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but, you know, nobody's – his receiving thing is the only reason that he's he's drafted that high. Um, I, I don't know why he's as big as he is. Like, I understand the Chiefs want to utilize Mahomes and go for the passing game more often than not. I mean – they just gave him half a billion dollars, for Christ's sake. There, but, there's, there's another landing spot I could see with Damian Williams opting out for the year. For not to the Chiefs, one-year deal. Give him a downhill runner late in games when Hilaire's getting beat up. That's terrifying to think about. That I, I don't like Fournette, but that is a horrifying thing to think about. <laughs> because it's like Mahomes needs to – Patrick goes, all right, I don't need to throw an interception. Hey, Leonard, I need you to run six yards that way to get a first down. <laughs> Leonard goes, bet. The dude, I mean, Leonard Fred's the size of a linebacker and runs a 4-4. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So there you go. Um. So that there's your there's Kev's nightmare scenario of uh Leonard Fournette going to the Chiefs. Doesn't matter. Pat's still going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Really flying high on that Cam Newton train now, huh? Exactly. He was asked like, "Oh, do you have the start job locked up?" He said, "No, not at all." And Bill Belichick doing something I didn't really see him do much with Brady. He's singing his praises. Yeah. yeah. So unless he's playing 5D chess and really hates Cam Newton, Mm -hmm. I think it's a good sign of what Cam Newton can do in this offense. I honestly think, and somebody was asking me the other day, like, hey, what do you think of the Patriots? I'm like, all right, so if I'm going to be straight with you, they're an 8-8, 9-7 team capped. If they had a couple more weapons on offense, I could see maybe they could pull off a 10-6 record because the Bills, I'm still not sold on Josh Allen, and the Dolphins just don't have enough firepower to me. But... It's just Cam's going to be having to make ridiculous amounts of plays 
and then their defense their defense is going to keep them in games too even if it's a bunch of nobodies bill's still the best defensive coach in football so they're going to be a nine and seven team where they're going to scramble for wins i'm not buying this whole coward take that they're basically going six and ten and bill's going to trade up five spots for for like fields or lance i mean i can still see that happening but i feel like bill's going to have to give up the farm for it and he'll do it instantly yeah but um all right so you got a topic for me kev i I texted you i have a surprise topic for you i'm i'm intrigued i want to talk about on the live stream last week but we kind of ran out of time uh we're going to talk about only fans oh god for those who don't know only fans is basically a, a pay system for pornographic content is how we'll put it 90 percent of it's pornographic yeah yes i'm not talking about bell thorne though I, I mean, like, if we're going to bring this up, I think we're the wrong show for this. Oh, no. It, it's not Bella Thorne. We're not going to talk about how she made it, it so they changed it, the whole rules because she what? scammed people out of $2 million. No. We're talking about two former NFL players. I know one of them because I saw the tweets. I was crying when I read the responses. Plaxico Burris. Yep. Allegedly <laughs> made it only fans. And look, if we see the gunshot wound, I might pay for it. I might. I would cancel it right after. Like, oh, I, I won't only like. because I don't want to know how, how high up the thigh it is. That's true. Actually, it is OnlyFans. He might show a little bit more than I want to see. Um, but also, there was some more news coming out of OnlyFans today. Oh, God. Everyone's favorite former receiver, Antonio Brown. Has an OnlyFans account. No, he does not have an OnlyFans account. But people believe that he was getting some action from an... A porn star, Tiana Trump, had uh, some things in her mouth on her OnlyFans, and people believe that those things belong to Antonio Brown. Well, we've really gone downhill on an episode. Well, yeah, I saw a, like, it was blocked out. You couldn't see anything. But the belief is that there's a watch Antonio Brown always wore. It had a green band. And the video has the green band in it. Now, it's a flimsy argument, but I really hope it's true. I mean, listen, dude's career's gone downhill. I mean, listen, I have no knocking on the adult film industry. If you want to date a porn star, go ahead. It's more just Antonio Brown being a basket case at this point. Yeah, now look, I hope Antonio Brown figures out whatever it is, although there's no cure for CTE currently. I I hope he he pulls it together and gets another chance in the NFL, but if if he can't pull it together, just go away, Antonio. I mean, he's turning into the NFL Dennis Rodman. It's got me laughing hysterically. I love it. I cannot wait till he marries Carmen Electra. Who's like 20 years older than Antonio at this point. And that would be incredible. That would complete the transition to full-on Dennis Rodman. There you go. (laughs) He needs to start dying. He did the weird hair. I'm, yeah, and then he also dyed his mustache blonde. I told Mark he looks like a random guy you see in GTA trying to grief you. True. Mr. Big Chest himself. God, Antonio Brown, what the – we just talked about OnlyFans, Kev. It, uh, we need NFL football back now. Exactly. That's what um, I'm here for. I'm just bringing down the content. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Like, oh, well, we can't go much lower than this, and Kev opens his mouth. Well, we, we are, because we're about to talk about the garbage fire that is Madden 21. Kev, you want to lead the way on this one? Oh, my Lord. So, if you live under a rock, you may not have heard this, but 
people were not happy about Madden 21 because the release showed franchise mode was the same. A lot of things were the same. Fix franchise mode was trending on Twitter. EA said, hey, we're going to fix it for Madden 2020, 2022. And when Madden comes out, I don't, I don't really ever think, oh, it's not going to be a bad, yeah, it's going to be the same game. It's not going to be that fun, but it's not going to be a bad game. Yeah. As of earlier today, according to Metacritic scores, Madden has a .3 user rating. Not, in case you misheard me, it's a 0.3. It's at a 10, right? Yes. Well, I thought for, for video games at a 10, Wow. That's on PlayStation. I think overall or on Xbox, it's a 0.4. Which is why Xbox is better. Um, I, we've all, we, you know, me and Kevin are big fans of Madden. Madden. We've been playing it forever. We've been in a Madden league for over a year now. That's basically spanned the length of most players' careers. There's only one player from the current rookie class left, <laughs> Kyler Murray. And he's what, on my team. He's been genetically modified to look like a monster. He had giraffe DNA ejected, and now he's seven feet tall. Our league is very weird. Jared, we should just do an episode where we just break down the lore of the league, just for our own purposes, just for fun. We should have Sawyer come on. He said that we had asked for approval. I sent him that email. He never responded. It might be because he gets back from Boy Scout survival camp, wherever he is. I sent it two months ago. Well, yeah, no, we'll harass him when he gets back from Boy Scout survival camp. It might be because it was his very formal email to show his bosses, and then I ended it with, love you. <laughs> that might be why he didn't answer. He might be like, I'm not showing this to anyone. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll like, like I said, when he gets back from his Boy Scout survival camp, we'll, uh, we'll uh, you know, get him ready to go. Perfect. There we go. All right, but... Oh, God. I just, my, when it comes to Madden, it's like they, they had three things they need to fix. One, like, face the franchise was a great idea, but, like, expand it. Like, I want to be a receiver, or I want to be a defensive end, or I want to be a linebacker. Like, ma- or, like, make it fun. Like, but, like, allow it to be mixed up. Um, and the franchise, just stop making it so hard to load draft classes. Like, for the love of God. That's the thing that drives me nuts. Like, how many times did we have to look for a draft class for our mini one that we were in? Not that long. Well, no, for you. I tried to do one for my own little mini league. It took me, like, hours. Oh, well, to find a decent I mean, they're all bad, but generally the top ones are going to be the draft classes. But you can't search really well. Yeah. It's just, like, you could either search by gamer tag, by name... Or by, not even name, like, you can sort by the name of the Ross draft class or likes, dislikes, and downloads. Yeah, um, I just, it's, Madden's the, okay, so I bought Madden 17 when I was a senior in college. That was, with Gronk on the cover, the year they won the Super Bowl against Atlanta. Um, I opened Madden 20. I've played Madden 20. The graphics were slightly better. Um, rosters were updated. But it was basically the same game with a new coat of paint. I, I just uh, That's what makes me upset. It's like, yes, yeah, some of the animations were cooler. The celebrations were fun. But it's like... Yeah, I mean... In, with Superstar X-Factors that they added in, you would think that they might be able to add more 
or make them different or tweak them. And yeah, they tweaked them a little. They added some other ones, or but nerfed them a little bit. Yeah, they're they're just the same thing pretty much. I also hate Lamar Jackson's. Yeah, it's Truz or something or Big Truz, I forget. But it's he can't fumble when in when he's his X factor engaged. Like, how about this, Madden? Make it so your quarterback doesn't fumble it every time a player breathes on him when he's outside the pocket. It's even mobile court. Like, look, if you have Tom Brady running upfield and he gets popped, yeah, he might drop it. But if you have Cam Newton running downfield and he gets popped, yeah, he might drop it. But if he gets tackled conservatively, he's not going to fumble that. Yeah. Or if I'm throwing a ball to DK Metcalf, who's being covered by, I don't know, name the shortest cornerback in the league, who can't, I don't know, like Avante Maddox who's covering him, I shouldn't have to basically watch the ball, if I aim it high, get thrown low and watch Maddox catching the chest while DK Metcalf's up here looking for the ball. Like, where'd it go? Yeah, well, I think there are also other issues with DK Metcalf. I think if you throw it in a triple coverage every play, you should come down with one. Or, you know, Tyreek Hill shouldn't be able to just run past an entire secondary and just, you know, get, I got it. Or you can actually do that. Or Moss, a six foot two cornerback. These are from personal experiences, by the way. The showdowns between me and Kevin when he had Hill and I, DK Metcalf, were epic. I mean, those are just like, if you are facing Tyreek Hill and Madden, do give cushion over the top. You're going to stop it. That's the thing I was. You were just throwing jump balls at me, and you were still catching them. That was the most annoying part of it. Yeah, he had double me. Yeah. Metcalf, I think, at that point had Wrecking Ball because Madden X Factors make a total bunch of sense. Wrecking Ball did save my butt a couple times, though. Yeah, and luckily, Madden, since it's come out, though, they've already released an update to it to fix some things. But honestly, it's like they get this release date in their head and they go, oh, we can release it. Everyone will buy it and don't fix anything. This year, it's having the same issues that last year it had where a guy early on in Madden, a guy would jump for the ball. He wouldn't catch it and he'd bobble it around 20 yards downfield and then drop it. That's still, still does that sometimes. It doesn't happen as much since they updated it in 20, but 21, it just went right back to that. And like, look, he should drop it. If he's, if it should have been a drop 20 yards downfield, it should be a drop down, but he shouldn't be bobbling it for 20 yards. What were they working on for the past 12 months? I, I, uh, I, face I, of the franchise. <sighs> That's actually what happened. They, uh, they said that the guys who usually work on franchise mode and are working on face of the franchise, people are working who do gameplay are working on mutt. It's I like mean, they don't know what people want. Meanwhile, everyone's clamoring for NCAA. And they didn't have a face of the franchise thing. People just want a good game with good franchise mode. I mean, my favorite mode in NCAA football was definitely, like, the whole rice for the Heisman. Like, playing as your own college player. That was my favorite mode, but, like... But what was the main point of that mode? Like, what was the biggest driving factor of that? What did you do most of the time? Um, Play the game. Yeah. Face of the franchise, you don't. Half of it's cutscenes. Which I get, but it's like like should they should have learned from 2K16, which had the worst like story mode ever, the Spike Lee one. Yeah, that was so bad. Oh my god, it was terrible. And like four of the five characters you wanted to just like the one of the characters you actually like dies halfway through the campaign. <laughs> of course, because you can't have anything nice. Also, Pete, I've seen a lot of people complaining about 
face of the franchise, it doesn't matter how you perform. Whatever school you go to, you will, like, because you split time. That might be a spoiler, but you split time with another guy who went to high school with you, decided to go to the same school for some reason. And you'll throw, like, in once or, like, in two or three games you play your first year as a starter, you'll throw 1,300 yards and 20 touchdowns because it's on rookie mode. And then the next season, like, oh, yeah, we're going to roll with this other dude to start. That, yeah, um, basically, I just you basically just talked me out of buying the game completely. Yeah. Now, look, if anyone has any Madden codes they feel like giving out, I will take one. Yeah, I will. I mean, for free, I'll get the game, but I'm not paying anything. I'd pay 10 bucks for it. Like, basically, like, I'm looking at, like, Doug Flutie's football game at this point. That game is actually kind of cool. There are some issues with it, but I had fun playing it. It was kind of cool designing a team and stuff. Yeah. I got to remember to write that off my tax. Ah, I didn't write it off my taxes. Dang it. <laughs> All right. So quick update from college football, folks. Uh, we had our first game of the year on Saturday, by the way. Thanks to our boy Cruz Oxenrider for giving us for keeping me in the loop about the game because I had no idea the FCS was starting this week. Yeah, Austin P for Central Arkansas, baby. But there's also some more positive college football news. Uh, the Big Ten, uh, was Dan Patrick broke the story a, while, a couple hours ago that if the Big Ten meets all the safety requirements, October 10th could be their start date they're targeting. So there you go. All the legit conferences are playing now. Screw you, Pac-12. This is going to be so weird, though, with the college football playoff and stuff because they'll have played two less games than the other conferences. How are you going to dictate who's a winner? Or who I goes feel to- like I feel like this is gonna have to come down to some kind of point calculation, which is gonna get scarily close to the BCS, which scares me a little bit. But yeah, as a as a fan of a team who's going to be like good but not great this year, I'm like, cool. I'm just happy I get to watch my Canes beat up on crap teams and get smacked by good teams. Yeah. Did you see who was talking to the Big Ten commissioner though to get this done? Oh yeah, our old our old boy Donnie Diesel. Our present, yay! Large amounts of unemployment, economic collapse, freaking pep pandemic. Oh, college football though. He was already up there anyway for the Kenosha stuff, so or on his way there. I don't know. I, I I try to stay out of politics as much as possible, but um, I'll give a thumbs up for that. Get get some baits. I want to see um Ohio State smack Michigan again to watch Michigan fans cry. Um, so all right. Got anything else? Uh, well, I'm excited about college football or Big Ten football. I don't love the Big Ten, but I think I think it'll be good. Four con- like Pac-12 wasn't winning it anyway. Now you have four teams. Also, this will be easier because you can just go. Oh wait, you know what? The conference winner from each conference they get to go. Oh, bad bet. That makes it so much easier. unless there's like unless Ohio State has like three losses and like. I don't know who, who's going to be the second best team in the SEC behind Alabama this year. I said it was what going to be Florida, uh, Florida or Georgia, probably. Uh, it could they could probably go. Right now, if there's just four conferences and Ohio State has three losses, you could probably go just Alabama. And this is not my prediction for order: Alabama, Oklahoma, whoever wins the Big Twelve, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Fair enough. Uh, before we go into weird stuff in sports and last call, Kev. NBA first round's almost over. Yo, what the hell? 
Oklahoma City, man, going round for round with freaking Houston. I'm loving this. And last night, AI tweeted out, uh, I was an Allen Iverson, tweeted out, Russ just lost the base. I'm, I'm not going, I can't find the tweet right now, but because uh, one source quotes, quoted it. Let me try to find it. But basically, the gist of the quote was, hey, Russ lost the game for um, Houston. That was basically the gist of it. Russ is the reason they lost. And I'm like, yikes. But he's right, though, because Russ's turnover basically cost him the game. Uh, Jimmy Butler dropping off 40 to beat Milwaukee. I'm not going to do what I did on the bet that I lost picking um, Portland over L.A. for the series. I owe my buddy Denzel $30 because I didn't feel like going and buying him a bottle of Henny because um, I'm too lazy. I just, it's the, the NF, the first round of the NBA was just crazy. Cause like the first three games was just like nuts. Now everything's starting to play out. The only series I'm like excited for right now is just, I just want to see the end of, uh, we all thought for a hot second that Dallas was going to be like this problem for Clippers. And then Kawhi goes, yeah, no, 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 just go away. So I don't know. I feel like we're going to need it. We're going to have to bring Joey back on it about a week to break down. Like now the second round will, once the second round started and everything, but I think it's also so weird. Miami, after beating Indiana, had to wait a week. I know. This the, the I mean, the NBA good for them because this has been like a great thing and everything like everything's been running so smoothly or smoothly as possible, and everything's going pretty well and the games are getting decent, okay, decent, okay ratings. But like, wow. <laughs> Like the fact that Miami, I mean, also you gotta think about though, because that was that wasn't a very grueling series. So they probably got a nice warm up in by smacking the daylights out of Indiana, and then they came back, and now they're like, all right, hey Milwaukee, we're about to punch you in the throat. Yeah. Did you also hear though about uh what Giannis said? I didn't hear Giannis come too. I literally have been running like a maniac since about seven o'clock this morning. So Jimmy Butler went off in that game, and a reporter asked him like. Oh, do you want to cover Jimmy Butler? And he said, why would you ask that? No, I'm going to do whatever the coach tells me to do. And that is why Giannis will never be the best player in like, the face of the league. And then Isaiah Thomas, the uh, the Celtics one, not the Pistons one, even though like Celtics, Kings, Suns, whoever else played for, Cavs. The shorter like, one. Yeah. He said, I don't know what – he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, like, I don't know what he's talking about. The great defenders will defend the best player. Like, I've played with Kawhi, or not I've played with, but like, Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Kawhi are going to be like, F-O-H, I'm covering Jimmy. Yeah, like, have you ever watched The Last Dance? Jordan's like, I want him. Kobe was like, I want him. LeBron, most of his career was like, I want him. Even Bird was like, I, when his back wasn't shot, was like, I want that guy. It's like, this is, like, everyone talks about, like, everyone's on the Giannis trade. I think Giannis won the MVP this year. And, but he – defensive player of the year, but yet doesn't want to take on Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that that makes it so he shouldn't be winning defensive player of the year. But as defensive player of the year, you have to be doing that. It's – And, like, I understand saying, oh, I want to do what the coach wants. Look, when Jimmy Butler's going off, if you have a 6'11 dude who runs like a point guard and says, hey, I want to cover Jimmy Butler, coach will be like, yes, okay, that's what I want you to do. It's nuts. I just it that's, I just lost a lot of respect right now. Because that was, that, was, that was the first time I've heard that quote. 
And my first thought was, is like, that was like the most, I hate using this word, beta leader I've ever heard thing come out of his mouth. It's like, bro, like, you're defensive player of the year, and you won't take on their best player. Like, you are a chicken. Also, I, I just, and it, 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 for, for the record, he said, like, the coach, whatever the coach tells him. But at the same time, it's like the coach probably is going to want his best defender on their best scorer. That's what I think. I don't get that argument. Like, I'm going to do whatever the coach wants me to do. I'm pretty sure the coach wants your defensive player of the year to cover their best player in Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm just excited. The Celtics smacked around Toronto the other night. Oh, no. I the Boston is my—Boston LA Clippers is my finals pick, and I have it going seven because I think Jason Tatum is, like, the next great superstar in the NBA. And, like— I think he's marketable enough in Boston where he could. I the issue is is like we talked about this with a good buddy of ours off off air about why I think like you know it's more likely it should be like Luca being the face of the league. This is right after his jumper, that crazy jumper a couple weeks ago, a week or two ago. And I said I'm not sold on Zion even being like a perennial All Star. And it's like they're like yeah, but the NBA wants him to be, so he will be. I'm like that's what's so messed up. It's like. They should put their arms around guys who are marketable, but like are also healthy. Like if they marketed John Morant like they tried to market Russell Westbrook, they do be a superstar. Yeah, but I mean, also this isn't surprising with the NBA. Oh yeah, they 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 pick and choose the wrong guys all the time. And also they have an outcome they want, and they're gonna get it. God damn it! <laughs> all right, yeah, come on, frozen envelope. Yeah, the frozen envelope. You got uh, they want the Lakers to win the championship a cup in '03. Yeah. I think when they – all those ridiculous calls against the Minnesota. Kings and then the Nets. Oh, wait, no, an 03 – oh, that was – no, because 03, the Spurs won. 02, then. I'd have to look. Because they had the three-peat, and then they didn't win again to – they got to the finals in 04. You know what's – you know what playoffs I'm talking about there, right? Yes, it was 03, 04, I'm thinking, because – that was the year they had Malone, Peyton, Shaq, and Kobe. I didn't think they made the finals that year. They did. They got knocked out by Detroit. They beat um, Minnesota in game six or seven. And Minnesota had them on the ropes. And, like, that was the Sam Cassell knee blowout. It was 0-2. 0-2? They, they, yeah, they, didn't they have losing that series? Who won 0-2? The Lakers won in 0-2. Oh no, their 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 three peat was O one, O two, no, two thousand, O one, and O two. Yeah, and it was they beat the Kings in seven in the conference finals, and that was one of the games the point is like this is the NBA rigging games, and then the Nets the Nets weren't gonna win that series regardless, but there were some sketchy calls. Yeah. That was like the most under besides AI's uh two thousand 76ers, that was the most undermanned squad to take on the Lakers. <clears throat> they were just <clears> – <throat> it was basically Kerry Kittles, Jason Kidd, and Kenya Martin. Yeah. But, and a bunch of scrubs. But, um, no, but, like, the Lakers did get a lot of calls in 04 as well. That's, why, that's, like, a big thing, I remember. But they also lucked out when the guy who was basically butchering them from the outside blew his knee out. And they still couldn't beat Detroit. <laughs> yep, pretty much. 
You know, it's what happens, though. All right, so, Kev, you got something weird for me? I have two today, actually. Ooh, double dip. So, the baseball trade deadline was yesterday. Okay. The Red Sox suck and traded away Mitch Moreland, and I hate them. Diamondbacks trade away Archie Bradley, and I want to cry. Yay, management for the teams we root for. Um, so there's two. And on today, today is the anniversary. This season in baseball, there are a lot of doubleheaders because games are canceled. Like, well, we want to be done by this date, so doubleheaders all the time because it's so condensed. But on this date in 1890, the Brooklyn Bri- Brooklyn Bridegrooms, sorry, who became the Dodgers – one so much three, there. Won three games in one day against the Pittsburgh Alleghenies. Alleghenies? I don't even know. They won 10-9, 3-2, and 8-4. And then, in 1906, the uh, Philadelphia beat the Red Sox 4-1 in 24 innings. That's the longest game in AL baseball history. But that's not the weird part, necessarily. Both pitchers, it was the Philadelphia A's, by the way, who are now in Oakland. Both pitchers, Jack Coombs and Joe Harris, played all 24 innings. Wow. Now a guy plays four innings and like, oh, you've thrown 70 pitches. You're done. Yeah. Uh, what, is, what has happened to him? What has happened to our youth? <laughs> Baseball's gone soft. That's what right. it is. Baseball has gone soft. Basketball has gone soft. NFL is just the NFL. They're on their own little like war path. I will never understand completely. Um, alrighty. So uh, let's kick this smooth jazz for a quick last call. I was going to go on a rant today about my Diamondbacks and why the hell they traded. They made all these big moves in the offseason to get Cattell Marte help and you know, get some guys to, you know, make a run and take on the Dodgers. But, guys, let's be honest. The Padres are winning the World Series. They're the team of destiny this year. They have baseball's next big superstar. The Dodgers have a history of choking. I will put money right now that the Padres are going to win the World Series. Or at least win the, win the NL side, NL Bennett. Um, also, I thought about this this right after we got on air. Uh... Diamondbacks have a lot of good farm players. They've been bouncing around the outfield because of, you know, the fact that they had three of their best players play outfield in Arizona. Peralta, Strong Marte, Cole Calhoun. Those three most productive hitters this year. Besides Cattell Marte. I know I'm getting D-backs baseball, but then I'm like, oh, we have our number one prospect playing outfield now. So I'm like, all right, that's cool with me. But uh, anyway, but it's a football season, folks. And starting next Tuesday... I'll be live from Martha's Vineyard, by the way, from Thursday through next Thursday. Actually, no, next Thursday I'll probably be home by then. But, yeah, next Thursday, this coming Thursday, and next Tuesday, I'll be live from Martha's Vineyard doing all my shows, which will be kind of fun. Um, Also, next Tuesday is our NFL preview. And don't worry, we won't bring some rando on again. It's just going to be me and Kevin yelling at each other about who's smarter in football, football, and we'll have division winners. MVP awards, record predictions, and teams that are inevitably going to shoot themselves in the foot right away. So don't miss out. We're also switching back to our twice a week. And I know we've been promising this all summer, but blame uh, COVID for the lack of uh, stories up until now. So we have to for the NFL for picks reasons and stuff like that. But they're also return to the six pack, everyone's favorite segment. And um, yeah, we're going to have a lot of great stuff coming. So, and also a quick shout out to this mustache knucklehead right here 
launched his first show of Beyond the Take, a, a handsome, uh, long-haired, gorgeous-looking guy was his first guest. Yeah, we had Zach Mac on. His voice sounds horrible. <laughs> Kidding, it was Jared. Yeah, I know. You talk about handsome. Zach Mac's scrawny. You gotta say uh, muscular. But, um, yeah, no, I, um... I had a blast going on with Kevin, even though he knew about 85% of the answers he asked me. There were a couple fun ones. It was for the people. I know the I answers, know. but... Did you, you know... Get... Were you at least surprised, though, like, at some of the stuff I said? At all? Um, a little bit. Your story about how you kind of got into radio at first at school, I didn't know that whole story. Yeah, how basically it was, a, it was dumb luck. <laughs> yeah, and then... I knew kind of your, you had reasons for all your sports fans, but I didn't know every reason, so that was interesting. Yeah. But, and, but if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Belly Up Sports is the channel. Uh, I'm going to be uploading it there. A lot of big things going. I got the YouTube login, and if you follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter or even me on Twitter, you'll know I love making videos. It's something I've really grown a passion for, so I'm going to be uploading all those on there. And it kind of got him promoted, actually, too. So Somehow, some idiot gave me more power. Don't know who thought that was a good idea, but... <laughs> As Jared raises his hand, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I'm the one who's banging our boss's door down for the past two weeks, saying, uh, I think you should make him an ex. I think you should promote him. I think you should promote him. So, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, if I teach you anything, just keep, just keep DMing your boss every 30 seconds to get your buddy promoted. It works. So... Love you, buddy. Thanks, pal. I love you, too. All right. So I'm Jared. That's Kevin. We will catch you guys on Thursday for our live stream live from Martha's Vineyard. At least I will be. Kevin will still be in Brentham. But yeah. <laughs> it's all right, buddy. I'll, be, I'll, I'll, we'll try to, I'll try to keep your uh, weekends entertaining as possible. Oh, by the way, folks, um, next Tuesday, um, our, NFL, our NFL show, it also is a very special guy's birthday. So we're going to have to uh, do some fun stuff for that as well. See, we, didn't my birth- we didn't record on my birthday. We might have. I don't yeah, remember. See, my family wants to do stuff for my birthday, so, but I got to tell them, like, no, it's a special birthday podcast. We got to do it. We're going to do stupid shit. We might even shotgun beers on air. I'm not sure. It's it's us. We're not above. We talked about OnlyFans today. I think our show has gotten to that point. Jared, we should make an OnlyFans. No. Save it for the girls. Listen, I go to the gym six days a week, but I also enjoy beer and fried food. I am not built for OnlyFans. I had one girl tell me that if I made an OnlyFans, she would subscribe. And why aren't you dating this girl at this point? Um, about 3,000 miles. Offer her a great... Wait, is it overseas or is she in this country? Overseas. Ask her if she wants to be a citizen for free. Green card marriage, let's go! Watch, on the slim chance I actually end up marrying this girl, like, U.S. State Department's gonna be on my ass now for this one podcast. I will testify on your behalf. Don't worry, though, guys. Listeners, I'm a gentleman. I told her, like, I'd give it to you for free. It's fine. Oh my god, dude, we have gone downhill real fast. (laughs) You're welcome, bud. Uh, this is what happens when you know I realize this is the first actual pot normal podcast we've done in almost a month. Think about it. Um, we had the one right before the hurricane. 
Then Hurricane Isosceles, whatever the hell it was, knocked us off the air for a week. Then we had to record at my mom's work because I had no Wi-Fi because Spectrum is a bunch of morons. And then the week after that, you canceled, so I had Joey on. And then after that, I worked late, so we couldn't get on. Back to normal. Five episodes later, so there you go. Oh, my God. It has definitely been an interesting um, stretch for COVID, but we're back in full swing. Like I tweeted out before, you know, our va- we've taken all of our vacation days. Wink, wink. Um... I'm actually going to record on vacation, which is dedication, boys and girls. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. That's it. That's all. I'm done. I want to go eat some fried food and drink a beer. So, and Kevin's got stuff to do. So we'll catch you all on Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.